Hi, and welcome to More Human, More Resources, the HR podcast for entrepreneurs. I'm Vicki Brown, your host and CEO of Vidominale Enterprises. As a serial entrepreneur, I understand that having the right expert help has been critical to my success. That's why I'm dedicated to telling you, in plain language, what's going on in the world of HR that might impact your business and what you need to do about it with real actionable tips to help you master that list of must-dos and grow your leadership muscle. First things first, the information contained in this podcast is provided for general purposes only and is not to be considered legal advice. Your decision to adopt or not adopt any practice or procedure mentioned in this podcast is solely yours and we bear no responsibility for the outcome. We urge you to always consult legal counsel and other appropriate licensed professionals. And with that, let's get into the show. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 35. ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act. I'm sure you've heard of it. As a matter of fact, if you've taken the required anti-harassment and anti-discrimination training, well, you know that discrimination against the disabled is legally prohibited. But the thing is, the ADA covers more than just you installing ramps in your workplace. It covers all types of discrimination. It has protections for hiring, ongoing employment, things like selection for promotion, termination protections, etc. There's one other area you may not consider under ADA, but it surely could be dealing with performance issues. Now, just to get into the weeds a bit here, in order to claim discrimination, the employee generally has to prove that the employer knew or had reason to know of the disability. Well, it's that reason to know part that hangs everybody up. If an employee comes in one day and says, wow, I was in a car accident this weekend, does that mean you might have reason to know that a possible disability had happened? Okay, maybe not. Actually, only your labor counsel could tell you for sure. But if an employee comes in and tells you they have a back condition, well, that leaves little room for wiggle. It puts you squarely in the should have known category. So how does this impact dealing with performance? Well, if the performance issue can be traced back to a disability, then you as an employer are obligated to enter into what's called an interactive discussion. Okay. Stop rolling your eyes. It all just means that before you write David up for being late all the time, you preface the discussion first. Here's the formula we use. State the expectations of the job. Tell the employee where they're not meeting the expectations. Then, and this is the important part, ask them if there is any reason they know of that would impact their ability to perform the job up to expectations. Then, listen. You're listening for anything that might point, either directly or indirectly, to a physical or mental impairment. Now remember, and this is critically important, you are not going to do any type of evaluation of what the physical or mental issue is or isn't, how it might be impacting their performance or not, or anything remotely like that. You're simply listening for anything the employee says that could point to any type of disability. Now, what if David says something like, yeah, I know I'm late a lot, but my pain meds knock me right out. They make it really difficult to get up in the morning sometimes. Ding, ding, ding. Consider yourself squarely in the, 
oh, this might be an accommodation issue circle. Now, again, you don't have to and you shouldn't try to figure that out right then and there on the fly. Nope. If he says that, then you say, "Okay, thank you for that information. If you feel that it's impacting your ability to get to work on time, please provide documentation from your physician. Once we get that information, we can continue our discussion and then end the meeting. Yep. End it right then and there. You see, you can't move forward with the disciplining process because you don't know if there are extenuating circumstances. So you have to end things there for now. Then you give them the job description that outlines the essential functions of the position so the doctor can be specific around where an accommodation might be needed. What's that? You're shaking your head and saying, what job description and what in the world are essential functions? Well, my friends, that circles back to the episodes we've done reminding everyone of the importance of having job descriptions. Good, clear, fully realized job descriptions. In fact, this is one of two standout times when you'll really want to have a good job description on hand. The other is when or if you're dealing with a workers' comp issue. So check out Season 2, Episode 37, for details on how to put a good job description together. For now, back to David. So you've given him the job description with essential functions for his doctor and a cover note. Something like, please find the job description for David Smith attached. Please review the job description and essential functions and assess whether the patient can perform all job functions, and if not, which functions cannot be performed and why not. Now again, here I have to state what I end up saying in so many episodes, mostly because it's true. I am not an attorney, not even a little bit. So once you know you might be going down the accommodation path, it's critical to call your attorney right away. Don't sit on it. These things can move very quickly and you'll welcome the professional legal advice. And once you get it, follow it. Don't start creating your own action plan. Just do what your attorney tells you to do. Because again, these things can move very quickly and end up in a place that is not advantageous for you or the company. But just to give you an overview of what will probably come next, you get the doctor's documentation back, you enter into a discussion called an interactive discussion with the employee to brainstorm solutions and potential accommodations, things like schedule change for four weeks, etc. Then you'll monitor the progress and take appropriate next steps from there. Or maybe in conjunction with counsel, you determine that the proposed accommodation would cause an undue hardship on the company. And again, you have to go hand in hand with your attorney on this because these are very deep waters. And in fact, the waters have changed very recently. If that's the decision, then maybe you don't do an accommodation and you move forward with the performance write up. Either way, be sure you document the process you went through because in 18 months, when you get a letter from David's attorney and the manager who oversaw the write up is no longer with the company, You'll need something to tell you what happened when and how outstandingly lawful everything you did was. So the takeaway here is keep your antenna up. And if you hear any statements that could possibly lead to disclosing any type of disability, well, step carefully, because believe me, it's not business as usual. If you found this information helpful, please leave a review and tell a friend. Thanks for spending the time. Until next week, same time, same place.